Well, everyone, David and I have a very interesting episode for you today that is all around manifestation, and specifically, it's around recreational manifestation. We're talking boats, we're talking RVs, and we're talking about the power of intention. There's a lot of really good nuggets you can take from this one, and I absolutely know you're going to enjoy it. So without any further ado, let's jump into this episode. Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. Welcome to another edition of Full Throttle Thursday. So glad you are here with us. Uh, got David here with me. We're I'm gonna, here. We're going to have some fun talk today. Okay. So we're going to talk a little bit about rec- recreational manifestation. Yeah, we've had. I a, wrote down yeah, on my notes. Yeah, we've we've got on a. We, it seems like the company has gone on a buying spree. It has been the yeah. recreational manifestation. You're probably thinking to yourself, "What do you mean by recreational manifestation?" Well, we're going to talk a little bit today about recreational vehicles. And before you turn off the podcast right now, we're going to bring some manifestation into it because David has an amazing amazing story about a a recent purchase that he made. And then I'll be uh, sharing a little story about a purchase that we made last fall that has to do with the recreational vehicle variety. So I think this should be kind of fun because we're both super excited about it and passionate about it. So why don't we go ahead and start with you and why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what's going on with your life right now? Well, so, so I don't remember how many years ago now, it's probably like six, seven years. Uh, so I had bought, I had, I had a 33 foot Chaparral cabin cruiser when we lived in Maryland and I was on the Chesapeake Bay. I bought this huge boat because Beautiful. Chesapeake, yeah, it's rough water, right? So, and we loved it. It was, it was a boating boat. It wasn't for fishing or anything like that. Um, and then when we moved here, we were on Lake Norman. That boat's way too big for Lake Norman, in my opinion. And it's a cruising boat. And that's, it's not really a cruising lake in that kind of sense, right? right? Um, so... I had it for a few years, really wasn't using it much, decided to sell it. And I have been, I've been boatless. I've, I've got a bunch of jet skis uh, for me and friends and all that kind of stuff. But I haven't bought a new boat. So I was, uh, as a lot of people know, in my backstory way back in the day, back in 1993, when I was, when I was going down this road of what am I going to do with my life, my, one of the hobbies that I had that I, was an, I had an obsession about was, was fishing. And because I was, I was raised fishing and hunting, right? So it was one of the things that I absolutely loved, but to the obsession level. So I knew that I couldn't go down this road with the business interests and everything that I have and keep fishing in a healthy place for myself. Because I was the guy like back in the the late eighties, this is true story. I worked for Metropolitan Life for two years selling life insurance, right? So I wore a suit and tie to work, that whole thing. I would stop at the river on the way to work and on the way home and just take a few casts. And I'd be out there in a suit, right? I have never heard this. Oh, that's true story. (laughs) Yeah, it's true story. Yeah, true story. (laughs) And people would see me like they knew our family and they'd be like, there's Nagel out there in a freaking suit. Fishing for smallmouths oh, on, on the Kankakee River. Both to and from work. Oh, yeah. I would every day. I, would, I, would, I couldn't pass the water without stopping. That's how obsessive I get with it, right? So most people know the story about when I sold my boat to go to um, uh, Tony Robbins' seminar. It wasn't just selling the boat. It was giving up another dream. 
right? Which I don't ever really talk about very much because it's a private thing. It doesn't have a whole sure. lot to do. <clears throat> but the the separation was that I'm a, I'm kind of an all or nothing guy. I'm an obsessive guy. I have to put all my energies in a, in a specific direction. I can't have them split, especially if it's something that that's that obsessive for me. So I, w- I made a decision and it was like, the decision was, I'm not going to mess around with it at all. Right. It, it's kind of like if you were an addict, you can't just do heroin once in a while. Right. right. <laughs> like, yeah. If you could, you probably would be okay, yeah. but you can't do heroin. Turn it on, turn it off. Right. No. So I was like, I'm walking away. I'm walking away from fishing and I'm going down a completely different road. And there were a lot of reasons behind it. But the main reason was, was that I figured that this was the best road for me to go down for an overall perspective of career and family and my own, being my own best person and all all that. However, now that I am where I am in my life and uh, I have a big company and a stable company and um, it, it, it's, it's allowing me to step into a little bit more free time for myself. Uh, my kids are all grown. I'm not married. So I have, I, the free time I have is free time. So it's, it, so I've been asking probably for about two years now, what do I want to do at this time? And it's been what I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. But the part of the reason why I wasn't sure was that I had put fishing in a do not enter place in my mind. So I wasn't considering going back to it at all. It didn't even come into my mind. So about six, eight months ago, uh, I was watching something and I was and and somehow or another a fishing show popped up on my television and I was watching it. And I said, and I thought to myself, I wonder, I wonder how the guys did that I used to admire fishing in fishing tournaments over the years because I never went even back to check. I was like, that door's closed. You know, it's kind of like you, like when, because you've talked to me about when certain things leave your life, that door's closed. Yeah. You just don't open it again. It's gone. String, it's gone. Yep, for sure. Well, that's the way it was with this. So I started doing some research just to see because I was fishing tournaments and I was doing really well in tournaments when I decided not to do this, but there were guys that I admired. You know, we all have our heroes. I wanted to see how they did over that career because it's been 30 years, you know? So some of them are still fishing. They've done amazing things. And I started thinking to myself, I wonder if I could bring this back. Because I started to feel that energy in me again about how obsessive I was and how much I love it, right? So I was like, I'm going to sit with this for a while. And I was watching fishing shows and checking things out and seeing what the tournaments are like these days and all this stuff. And as I began to do it, that old fire came back and I decided, okay, I'm going out and I'm going to, I'm going to start fishing some tournaments again. I'm, I have two ideas that I'm going to do. One, I'm not ready to publicly reveal yet because that will be revealed in time. In due time. Uh, which will be, it will be something that's, that's amazing because I always have to bring business and everything that I'm doing so that, that, but that I'm currently building that that's not ready to be revealed yet. But I decided that I was going to go out and buy a bass boat. So I went down this whole thing, like researching all the bass boats that I wanted. And back in the day, Ranger was the number one bass built boat. It was, it was built by Forrest Woods and his family. Um, they built them by hand. The, you know, their, their marketing thing was we build them one at a time. Everybody on the Bass Pro circuit, almost everybody fished, you know, uh, in, in a Ranger boat. The sure. Bass and the the Bass Pro circuit is designed very much like the PGA. 
Yes. I oh, mean, okay. it's the yeah. same kind of thing. You fish all these different yeah, level things different and then you move up, you know, based on how much you do and do you get in the, in here, you have to get to this level to get in the money, Sure. that whole thing, right? And people build careers doing this and it's a tremendous amount of fun, right? Yeah. If you love competition, if you love the, if you love the sport of fishing, it's a tremendous amount of fun. And of course, there's all different kinds of fishing tournaments for all different kinds of fish all over the world. This is specifically about bass fishing. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get a boat. So I started studying which boats are which. And I find out that Ranger, uh, the Forest Woods sold Ranger to Bass Pro Shops, to, to Philip Morris, not Philip Morris. Um, what's his name? What, why am I thinking? Why, why can't I think of his name? Help me out here. Bass Pro Shops. Um, Philip Morris is the cigarette company. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know if they're involved. I'm what not is, sure. What, look it up. What is, what's the name? What am I doing? Bass Pro Shops. The owner of Bass Pro Shops. Bass Pro Shop. It's something with Johnny Morris. Johnny Morris. Johnny Morris. Yep, Johnny Morris. Johnny Morris. Johnny Morris. Johnny Morris. Either, millionaire. Yeah, was it? And well, he also bought like Cabela's and, and, yeah, okay, and all so that. Yeah, so he's really knee deep into this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. But Bass Pro Shops came out with probably somewhere in the 90s. They started building Bass Tracker boats and Nitro. And that, and basically what they are, they are is a cheaper boat that's more affordable to the middle class guy, right? The guy that really wants to fish, but he, he would love to have a nice boat, but he'll never be able to afford one. Bass Pro Shops started building boats so these people could fish sure. and then putting them in, in these things. Anyway, when, when Forest Woods sold the company, they sold it to Bass Pro Shops. So there was this whole thing like the boat's still a good boat, but the service isn't as great sure. because it's now owned by this conglomerate. And then, and then I guess Bass Pro Shops is having financial issues. I don't know the whole story. But anyway, so I did a lot of research on boats and I I found a boat. It's amazing. It's a family still owns and builds the boat. And actually, they're right down the street in Arkansas from, from where Ranger originally oh, okay. was. And the company's called Bass Cat. And uh, yeah, and they've been around forever. I had never heard of them before, but sure. they build an amazing boat. And uh, and I got I fell in love with the new one that they came out with for 2022, which was a Bass Cat Puma STS. And so I'm like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go buy one, right? So I go to the I go to a dealer, and he laughs at me. And I'm like, he goes, dude, they're, he said it's 12, 18 months. Yeah. He said that you have to order it. We don't have any of those in stock. He's like, it's the hottest boat in the country. And ever since the coronavirus did its thing, all recreational stuff has gone out the door. Like everybody yeah. went down the recreation yep. road. Let's buy trailers and RVs and boats and motorcycles sure. and Jeeps. and let's get you know, outside. Yeah, let's get outside stuff, right? So, And I really didn't realize just how much uh, people were doing that. So... He said, no, he says it's, it's, he goes, it's, he goes 12, 16, 18 months before you can get a boat. He said, he said, but hang on a second, let me check something. And he goes in the office and he comes back out and he says to me, we still have two Pumas on order that we ordered for the showroom. He said, now those will probably come in somewhere around the end of July, August, and the other one, maybe like September, October type thing. He said, you could possibly get one of those. He said, the problem is, is that I can't guarantee you the color. I can't guarantee you what's going to be on the boat. He said, even though most of the things you would probably want, we could do it here at the dealership. It doesn't have to come from the manufacturer. So I said, well, okay, well, let's do that, right? Let's sit down and figure out what, what that would look like. So I, I was ordering almost everything that I wanted on the boat. 
Some things would have to be added when it got here. But the color was like up in the air. Didn't know what the color right. was going to be. So I get a call uh, from the manufacturer, Basscat in Arkansas. They call me directly and they say, the color's blue. Like the fiberglass has already been poured. It's blue. That was the last color I wanted was blue, <laughs> sure. right? It's a blue and with metal flake in it. Right. And I mean, it's, it's a good looking boat, but it's too much blue for me. And I'm possibly will be having the boat wrapped. So it, it wouldn't work with the wrap well, whatever. But I was like, okay, I really wanted the boat. I can deal with the blue, right? I'll keep it for a year. I'll sell it. I'll order a new, I'll get it. I'll order a new one that'll be done in 12, 18 months. And then I'll, I'll swap out. That was my plan. <laughs> Three days later, the dealership calls me up and they say, didn't you, weren't you looking for a, a black, red, gray combination type thing? And I was like, yeah. They said, well, the craziest thing just happened. And, and they said, we have one here at the dealership on the showroom floor now. And it's, and I think it has everything that you wanted on the boat. This is three days after they're telling me, no, you're only getting a blue one. There's nothing right. else no in the chance. country, right? No chance. No chance. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm like, and they start to tell me this whole story. And they're like, you need to just come in and look at it. If you want it, you need to say so now because it'll be gone in a day. But I had already had a deposit down. So I'm like, well, hold a deposit. I'll come down. I can't come down today, but I'll come down tomorrow uh, after work and I'll take a look. I go down there and it's almost exactly what I wanted. And it has everything on it that I wanted. And I said, how did you guys get your hands on this boat? And they said, well, 12 months ago, this guy orders a boat and he's, it's fully loaded, right? It's got everything on it that uh, he puts, puts everything on it that you're talking about that you wanted. And when he ordered it, he asked us, he was going to do a trade-in on his boat. So he brings his boat in, we give him a quote on the trade-in and then we're like, okay, let's take 12 months. So the boat comes in and he brings the trade-in in, right? And he beat the hell out of the boat. They couldn't give him anywhere the close amount to close to what they originally said. Yeah, they couldn't do it. So there was a big argument and the guy was pissed off and all this stuff. And, and they were like, look, let, we'll just give you back your deposit and just leave the part as friends because there's no way we can give you the amount of money that we originally told you because you destroyed this boat, sure. right? So that that's how I end up getting this the boat. One. Yeah, so the, the, the crazy thing is this is that I've got this history with this in my life. Because when we talk about how we, how we do business and manifesting and the, getting the things that you want, there is no way that I could have forward um, tried to think through how can I end up getting the exact boat that I want with all this stuff on it when they're not, they're the production so far behind, right? And there's none in the country. And if you went and looked on the, on, you did like a boat search on the internet when one of the various websites to do that. There are none. Sure. There's just there's just none. They're not there. And then, and when the when they told me it was going to be blue, I was I was okay with it. I was in my yes. Like I don't care about the color that much. I just want it. I want to get out there and I want to start right. fishing and see where my skill the set is and all this made. stuff. It was made. I'm on the wall. It was made. But I was having this little niggle in the back of my mind about the other color, and I was kind of like. I'm not complaining about this, but why is this still like pecking at me, right? Why is it pecking at me? And then three days later, I get this phone call and, and here's this boat. So I was telling people about the idea that 
you know, in the, in the science of getting rich, Wallace Waddles talks about the universe wants you to have the things that you want more than you want to have them. And it has always been my experience that when you have a desire that's not going away, regardless of everything that is manifesting in your reality, there is something else that is trying to get in. You just have to let it, you just have to let it come in, right? And, and I have, like, I can't tell you the, the cars that I've had. It happened with my Bentley. It happened with my Aston Martin. It happened with the house that I live in on the water. It's happened with moving, right? Because we've moved yeah, all over sure. together. Like, it's, it, it's happened with this office. It's happened with team members. Like, it has just happened, happened, happened. Ever since way back in the day when I started following the idea of desire versus what you want to manifest and how hard you have to work after it and made that adjustment, it's been unbelievable. And I come in and I run into Steph and I tell her the story and she's like, that's the exact same that happened with your Airstream, yeah, yeah, right? It really so, is. so tell us what happened with your Absolutely. Airstream. Yeah. I mean, it was so interesting because after, you know, we were one of those people during the pandemic that was like, we need to get out. Like, yeah. this is something that we have to do. We weren't going to fly across country because A, it was ridiculous as far as having to wear, you know, all the masks and all the protocols and all these things. And you couldn't have any food or any drink. And it's a long flight out there. So we said, well, we're going to just. To Montana. Yeah, to Montana. Sorry. Yeah. And, and, and in doing that, we're like, well, let's, why don't we just try our hand? We've talked about about it for years. Let's do a cross country road trip. Let's rent an RV. Let's not buy one. Let's rent one and give it a go. So we decided to do that in 2020. We drive something like, you know, 5,000, 5,500 miles round trip, go all through, you know, different parts of the U.S. we'd never been to. We go through, you know, the central part of the country. We go down into the southwestern part of the country. We did a nice, nice loop through the through this place. And, and as soon as we got back, we knew it was a done deal. We, we needed to get an RV. And Steph had a niggling in the back of her head that she didn't want to get an RV. She wanted to get a travel trailer because she's like she likes the idea of a uh, being able to unhitch and then drive into town if you need to get something, right. pick up supplies. Whereas with an RV, you got to take the whole house with you. Right. So she immediately started thinking that she wanted to look at some airstreams. Right. So we went up to a dealer here in North Carolina, up in Greensboro, and we walked through a couple airstreams, and immediately we fell in love with the whole look and feel of an airstream. It's just a higher end brand, like you were talking about. Well, your yeah, it's the best. Boats. It's the best. Yeah, it's it's a really higher end brand. It's really clean. It's got that red look. So that was what we were going to do. Um, just to sort of prove to ourselves that that's how we wanted to do it. We went across the street to Camping World and walked through a few of those you know, travel trailers right, on right, their lot. Right. Uh, nice, nice enough, not belittling anything on their side of things, but it just wasn't built well like right. the one that we had just walked through. However, here was the problem. We were looking at 12 to 18 months out in order to get one. Uh, they do had some used ones, like very, very used ones, but we didn't want a used one. No. We wanted something that was really high end, really classy, and we wanted it to be ours, basically brand new. So she was in the ear of the dealer the entire time, calling him up every Monday saying, you got anything for me? Do you got anything for me? And it was always a no. And this was months at a time, like one, two, three months, four months, still nothing. And finally, we got to a point where we had just sort of given up. We're like, okay, well, this isn't going to happen. Maybe we should just order one. No sooner had she said that, they decide we get the phone call, right? We get the phone call. Yeah. Like, okay, we've got one for you. I think you're going to like this. So we go up and we look at it and they send us some pictures. It's nice. 
Actually, we didn't go look at this one. It, 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 they sent us pictures. It is nice, but it's not the right color scheme. We just didn't like, and I'm not talking the exterior because all Airstreams are the same. Right, that aluminum. right. But in the inside, it just was, it was just a little too dark for what we were looking for. So um, we, we, we said to ourselves, well, maybe we should just put down the deposit and just settle. Kind of like you said with the blue. Let's just yeah, settle for yeah. it. So we had actually uh, went to put down the deposit. Last minute, we decided, nah, let's not do that. Let's wait. Because the one we want, Steph was like, it's here. It's here now. It's going to show up. So she, we gave that one back and then immediately regretted it. Called back the next day and said, okay, we're back in. They're like, nope, sorry, it's gone. So we're like, damn it. I think we missed our opportunity. We're like, nope, the one we want, let's not, let's not waver. The one we want it's is here, be here. It's here now. So very soon after that, I don't know exactly how much the time frame was, we started looking at other RVs. We're like, okay, maybe this isn't the one that's going to happen. And we don't want to wait that long because we want to get out there. So we go up and we start looking around at other RVs and other travel trailers. And they're not Airstream, of course. And we're very close to pulling the trigger on getting one of those just to hold us over until we can either order our Airstream and get it in the line because it's going to take 12 to 18 months. No sooner had we done that, we get a call saying, here's the deal. Someone ordered 12 months ago, an RV that just hit our lot today. And because of the pandemic, they've lost their job and they can no longer secure the financing. If you can get up here today, it's yours. Very similar to what happened with yeah, the training yeah. guy on your boat. If, if you can get up here today, if you can let us know if this is what you want, let's do it. It had the same size that we wanted, had the same weight that it had behind it. It had the same color scheme we wanted behind it. Everything that we wanted in the original spec that we were going to build was, was inside of this one. And it was crazy that, I mean... Someone else's misfortune allowed us to get into that, but it was Steph's persistence, A, because she was persistent in talking to them every week. Not too many people were calling them every week saying, you got me, you got right, me, you got me. Right. I mean, you're a motivated buyer yeah. at that point in time. You'd think they'd be calling her every week saying, hey, you just wanted to give me an update. But she was persistent, but she also didn't give up on the dream of actually having the one that she wanted. And then since getting that thing, like there isn't a weekend that really doesn't go by that we're in, you know, in and around this area in that Airstream traveling yeah. all over the place. It allows us to get up and go down. We went and spent a week remote working down in Pensacola. We've gone down to Savannah and visited our, our daughter. We've, we're taking it across country, you know, this summer out to Montana. It's going to be an unbelievable thing. But the whole point behind the, the stories we're telling today is just the, the manifestation and the power of not giving up on those things that you truly desire. And the fact that you're getting, I love how you say that little niggle in the back of your neck that's saying, you know, you're, you're so close. It's, it's there. Right there, yeah. go and get it. And I absolutely love that whole situation. And Steph can tell the story so much better than I can, but it is really, I mean, she gets in that thing and it, it's the same. I'm staring at your boat right now and pictures of it. I can see you in this thing. I can see how excited and happy you're going to be in this thing. It's the same with Steph. She's so at peace in this beautiful, wonderfully built Airstream. I mean, yeah. I can't say enough about it. It's so much fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, and it's a it's an interesting thing because I do think that a lot of what's happened with COVID and various different things with the country over the last couple of years, that I think that also played a role in my decision because if I if if those things hadn't happened, I'd still be flying all over the damn world, speaking here, or there, and all these things, and that got pushed to a, a halt, right, for both Steph and I. Yeah. So now. There's this, I like we have got the wanderlust thing. Like we've got to get out and go do something, be outside. So I think that that that, that kicked all of this uh, into gear. But 
It just goes, you know, th- because each one of these situations is a situation where you could say, well, you know, I'm just going to forget it. I'm going to give up. I mean, I actually did when, when it came to the color because it was more important that I got the boat Get now than wait until next year. I need, I really needed it now. Like yeah. I, there, I need to do something different. I need to have some other different things in my life to be able to do. And the fact that I never gave up on the idea, it's like, there you go. Well, and, and you were willing to sacrifice the color scheme for the fact that you just wanted to be out on the water. Right, so you, right. You, and the, the moment I let that go, bam, there it is. It showed up, yeah. yeah. You didn't want to You didn't want to give up on the opportunity to be out there on the water and start, you know, living this next phase of your life. And, and yeah, it, the, yeah, we could sit there and say that, yeah, you maybe settled for the original color scheme, but as soon as you made that decision, the, the real one showed up and anyways. It did, yeah. But you had to make that decision instead right. of just waffling with it. I think it's incredible. And it's so funny because as you're telling the story about your, you know, your early years and you were joining in tournaments and playing and, and, and you're fishing on the Kankakee river. We are driving almost through that same part on our way out to, we're actually heading up to Wisconsin first. Yeah. We are driving through We're staying at a place in Remington, Indiana, which is not far away from Kankakee, which is not far from right. the Kankakee river. So as I was going through last night, doing a little final planning, cause we're getting ready to, how to head out in a couple of weeks. Um, we, I was, I said, I got to bring this up to David on the podcast because he's going to get a kick out of this. Cause we're going going through Nagelland, like we're driving up. So you, you have no idea. So let me tell you this story. When you get off the, when you get off at the exit at Remington, okay. I spent three days at that exit. Really? Ba- back in the nineties, I was, I was driving a truck in the middle of winter. It was uh, a really horrific winter. My, my fuel tank gelled up on the way back from Indianapolis. I, uh, another truck picked me up and then took me to the Remington exit. And back in the day, there was a Days Inn there and a Gulf station. Okay. I stayed in that Days Inn for three days until somebody from Chicago could actually come pick me up. And this was right before, this was right before Christmas. At that exit, I stayed there for three days, Tuss. That is so hilarious. Yeah. It's like a full circle moment. Yeah, I can't yeah. even believe it. Yeah, we're staying at this, this this nice little, it's right off the interstate, right off the interstate right there. Little uh, man-made lake there. We're getting yeah. stay just for one night, but we're going right through uh, through Nagel country. So I think, it's, I think it's really cool. I think the whole point behind us talking today is just to give people an idea that, you know, don't give up on your dreams. I mean, Never. And, and it, no. and it, it, your dreams may evolve, but if you feel that little itch to go out and do something, you should definitely go out and do it. And I think you're a testament to that. And I think like Steph and her persistence and me being able to say yes to whatever it is that she's going to do. I mean, um, there's nothing better than getting outside and enjoying nature and just sitting there and reveling in the beauty that this, this world has to offer. And I think you'll be doing that in your uh, bass cat, which, you know, seriously Google that right now. Take a look at those pictures. They are gorgeous. That's a gorgeous boat. It's a gorgeous boat. When I saw yeah. that, I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to see that. And they, they bombed down the, they bombed down the the, the the lake systems around here and people are always fishing and and pulling in a lot of good uh, a lot of good bass and whatnot. Well, this so. is bass fishing country yeah. in the south. I mean, a lot of the tournaments do go, do some some fishing up north of some of the bass tournaments, but but really it's more of a southern game. It started in the yeah. south. It's big in the south. And uh, uh, it's, um, well, part of the reason is that because it's always warm, the lakes here have a much different growing season for largemouth bass than uh, lakes that are further up north. Yeah, well, we can't wait to to hear, you know, when when you are entering into your first tournament, we could definitely follow along with that. I can't wait to see how it goes. That's a, it's cool because like you said, it's a tiered system. You know, you start out in the minor leagues and you work your way up. You work your way up. You got to qualify your way up. You got to qualify your way up. So you put in the time, you put in 
in the energy. I mean, you're, you're still you're still running your your business here, but you've also got you know your opportunity to go out and enjoy the right. the, the beauty of this because you've been in this game for a long time, and now you get to go out and keep the business going here and still putting in your energy there. But you also get to go out and enjoy yourself, which makes your clients even better because you're bringing a different sort of energy to right. things. And I, I think it's just wonderful. And, and I, that when I see back in the day, I couldn't do that because no. I was married. I had kids. All my kids were little. There, you it's there's a commitment to it like any yes. other sport. You've got to put the hours yeah. in in order to get good and in order to win to win tournaments. So there was no free time. And and you like you said you had to basically you had to burn the ships of that memory in your mind or you had to burn that that boat, you know, pun intended to not think about it because if I, you did it would have obsessed it would have obsessed yeah. about it it would have taken away from, you know, the, yeah. the, the but now you're at a place where you can have a I don't want to call it a split focus but you can you can have multiple passions because you're stable in this passion over right. here and now you've got this one over here that's the prof- professional and the personal side of things and it really works you know in in, in such a beautiful synchronicity it really does that's outstanding so yeah this has been been super fun we get a chance to geek out about our uh, recreational manifestation stories and I'm sure people out there have a recreational manifestation story of themselves or just a manifestation story period we'd love to hear about it drop that in the show in the uh, in the comments below give us a give us a like and we'll uh, definitely hopefully respond back to you we'd love to hear more about that because it really lights me up when I hear people <laughs> telling those sorts of stories because yeah. it always works it always works and there's people out there that'll say well it's never worked for me but you haven't made the decision fully there's been probably a right. waffling on your side of things so do what you can make the decision and get out there and do it today so thanks David you bet Hey, everybody. Uh, what do you think of that? Recreational manifestation. David get a chance to talk a little bit about his new bass cat that he manifested out of thin air. He got the color he wanted and everything. Uh, he just made the decision. And, uh, you know, hopefully you got a lot out of that. And hopefully you got a lot out of uh, Stephanie's persistence around Wanda as well. Wanda is our Airstream, which I didn't mention in this episode. So that's a teaser just for you people here. So uh, go ahead and do us a favor. Leave us a comment down below. Let us know if you've had some interesting manifestation stories. We'd love to hear about them. It lights us up when we hear of people manifesting amazing things because if you do it properly, it works every single time. Ring that bell. Make sure you subscribe to this channel so you don't miss any of this action and hopefully uh, we'll continue to grow and bring you amazing content just like this to get you thinking about what you can do to move yourself forward. So until the next time, we'll see you on the next Successful Mind Podcast. Go out there and do something amazing today. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.